Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. This week, I'm sharing a conversation that my beautiful friend Claire Obeid and I had on her podcast, which is called Woman Awake. And this is timed around the launch of Step Into You. And Claire and I have known each other for over 10 years now. We actually were, we got to know each other in our, our previous life as, as PR professionals together. And our businesses have, have interwoven since then. So Claire is who I lean on to host the Miracle Mornings at my retreats. And I just love her, love her work, love everything she stands for. And I really hope that you enjoy this conversation with Claire Obeid. Hi, Lorraine. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Thank so excited. <laughs> it's so long since I was on. I was trying to figure out the last time we did our, our chat, but um, yeah, I'm delighted to be back on. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And thank you for writing us all an incredible new book. This is yeah. your fourth <laughs> book, baby. I know. Isn't it crazy? It is actually quite crazy. I don't even know how. I, I mean, there's so many words in my head and people often say to me, oh, Claire, you should write a book, but I don't really mm. know how to distill it down into a book. So whenever I sit with a book in my hands that one of my beautiful friends has created, I'm like, how? How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> it will drop in at the perfect time, I'm sure. Mm, so good. Well, well, welcome and thank you so much. And you've created this beautiful book, Step Into You. And I would love for you to let us know how did this book come about? Because I know there's always a natural progression for you from one book to another. So how did mm. this one happen? Yeah, well, it actually feels like there's been a bit of a break from books. So my last one was Baby You're Remarkable, which came out in August 2019. And back then, uh, which I didn't share at the time, I was going through a really, really rough time myself in my own life. And we had lost two. We just lost a second baby in miscarriage to miscarriage. Uh, we had reversed a tree change up to the Gold Coast. Um, I was really trying to figure out my second business. It was probably what I was six months into my second business. And I was a year into my second business and my husband, Wade, was experiencing some pretty, pretty massive challenges with his own business. So around the time that that third book came out, it was a time that was really, really fraught with stress and exhaustion and depression and, and lots of different things at the time. And I started seeing a psychologist called Fiona. And one of the very early conversations that I had with Fiona, she said, you need a soft place to land, Lorraine. She said, you know, work is hard. Your stuff and weight is hard. Your health is hard. There was some family stuff going on. She said, family stuff is hard. And she said, you just need a soft place to land. And I, I still remember the moment that she said that to me. And I just you know, when someone says something and it just resonates with you mm. on a soul level, and I, I feel like I almost just dissolved sitting on her sofa because I just knew that to be true like in, in, in such a deep level. And and what I said about doing was was creating my own soft place to land and what that would look like. So really, I, I guess, a, a really deep healing journey and, and getting really clear on what it was that I wanted to create in my life and 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 how, how I was going to make that happen, but in a way that was sustainable to me. 
And I know you know Helen Jacobs mm. as well, incredible psychic, and she's a mentee of mine. I've gotten to do collaborate with her in a few different projects. And Helen said to me a few years ago in a reading that she did with me that my second business will be built in a very with a very different energy to my first business. So my first business was built on full masculine energy, you know, hustle, awards, revenue, profit, growing the team, scaling up. It was really, really macho, almost looking back. And and what I realized is that the energy I was taking into the second business and also now second business as, as a mom to, to our beautiful Lexi, it just wasn't working anymore. I had to figure out a better way and a more sustainable way for me to do everything that I wanted to do in my life. And, and I went on that journey and then I started to take my my one-on-one mentees on that journey. I took retreat guests on on that journey and you and I have gotten to do some some virtual and and in-person retreats together and and step into you as that book it's it's everything that I learned on that journey and the lessons I guess the the most hard one and the most most shared lessons that I pass on to my mentees now Mm, thank you for sharing that I love all of that Um, that picture that you just painted for us to really understand that this book is just not uh, a little self-help Bible that you've just pulled out of the ethers that you've actually had a lived experience of what Mm. stepping back into you actually is. Yeah, for sure. So in the very beginning of the book, you say that this is for women who want to find direction, to feel more motivated, to manage their time better, to have stronger self-awareness, to seek to be empowered with a tailored plan and to live their most most fulfilling version of their lives, which just sounds (laughs) beautiful. Let's do all of that, please. What are you most excited to share from this book? And I know that's like saying, what's your favorite part of your child? But what, yes. what is what jumps out at you when I ask that question, that you're so excited that this is now in people's hands and in their ears? I think it's the energy management piece because mm. I've really realized, I think particularly since becoming a mother and, and as I said, building the second business with a much more feminine energy than, than how I built my first and what I've realized is, is that we get so caught up in time management and productivity. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of GSD, getting shit done. We get so caught up in that mentality that we we lose sight of the fact that actually it's our energy is, is the most key factor. Like That's mm-hmm. the thing that means we can show up in the best version, as the best version of ourselves for ourselves and, and all of the different people in our lives and the commitments like the businesses and the hobbies and friends and, and family and so on that we have. So I think for me, it's it's the energy management piece because if we can figure out a way, and, and I talk a lot of my work about having an energy management plan, like a, a bespoke energy management plan for ourselves, when we can figure out a way of managing our energy effectively, it just means that we're we're approaching life more like a marathon than as a sprint. And Mm -hmm. in my work, and I'm sure you see this as well, Claire, in your work, I see so many women who are either burnt out, have are recovering from burnout are on a one-way street to burnout. They've maybe experienced some serious health issues. Their businesses just aren't getting them where they want to get them to their relationships are suffering. And so much of it's coming from a place that they're just flinging themselves headfirst, almost like in that, that macho energy that I spoke Mm. about earlier on. It's, and it's just not sustainable. So I think the the energy management piece is so key. And, and what I really love about that piece as well is it's going to be so unique to each of us. Like what I need to to optimize my energy is going to be quite different to yours, Claire's. It's going to be very mm. different to what my husband needs or my children need. So it's about educating ourselves on, on what, what is ed- energy management and how does it all come together. But then also 
educating educating ourselves to the point that we can actually create an energy management plan for ourselves and, and give ourselves permission to follow that plan as well. Mm, I love that. And I actually just remembered that when you gave me this book, I'm so lucky to be gifted this from you. <laughs> in the book, you gave me one of your affirmation cards and it says on it, I have all the energy I need to accomplish my goals. Yes, I remember pulling that one for you. Yes, yeah. you did. And I remember looking at it and being struck by um, the reflection on this card immediately that I do actually have a thought pattern every now and then that says, I don't have the energy to do that. Mm. I don't have the energy to do that. Oh, I don't have the energy to do that, which as you know, is a byproduct of motherhood and challenging sleep situations. I was just going to say, you're coming yeah. off the back of two years of not sleeping, two years plus. <laughs> two years, four years in total, but then oh, I got a puppy and I completely smashed. You're back there again. I know, <laughs> but I really love that energy management is filtered through a feminine lens because mm. you can't say, here's your energy management plan to a mother and then ask her to go and function in a, a corporate environment. Yes. You have to actually filter it through where that woman is at in her life mm-hmm. and what her key goals are. And I love that. I love that you've shared that. So in your book, you dive through some incredible chapters and one of them obviously is energy management. So when you're talking about this, Help our listeners understand what your perspective is on energy and why learning to manage it in the ways that you describe you've come to believe to be important. And I'm highlighting that question because people hear the word energy and everybody filters it through a different perspective Mm. and lens. I want to know your perspective. Yeah, such a good point. Oh, it's a big question, isn't it? I feel... That on the on a more basic level, because I feel like this 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 multiple tiers to this energy piece. I feel on the most basic level, it's just having the energy to get up in the morning and mm. go and do what we want to do, and that energy is probably going to come from like on a, probably on a physical level, like sleep, food that serves us well, and getting out there and moving our bodies. I was blown away. I, I had a really bad night's sleep last week because our, our little boy. We've got as we're recording this, our little boy just turned seven months today, seven months old. And last week he was really struggling with his teeth, bless him. And I, myself and Wade, my husband did not get much sleep at all. And I was so annoyed because I'd signed up to have my very first session with a personal trainer. And that was the morning after this night of, of very, very little sleep, of course. And I was just going, I mean, of course, I wasn't going to cancel because it was way too last minute and I wasn't sick. Like I could go do the session, but I was really saying, God, this is such a pity. You know, I'm paying this money and committing this time and I'm probably not going to get that much out of it because I'm going to be so tired. But it really amazed me how much I was able for in that session. And then it amazed me even more later on that day, how much energy I had throughout the day. It was like I just activating, you know, changing my physiology and moving and energizing my body actually gave me so much mental and emotional energy for, for the rest of the day. So I think that's one level of energy. I think the other piece then is is on a, I guess, a higher level, if that's the right way to describe it. It's the the vibrational piece, you know, what what we're putting out there and the energy that the vibration that we're at day to day is going mm-hmm. to dictate the the vibration of events and experiences that we're going to go and experience um, on a particular day. So if I've had an argument with my husband or if our daughter was especially challenging getting out the door to school or um, I didn't factor in enough time to get get my task list done and then I'm rushing trying to wrap it up before a nanny finishes work with us at four like that's that's all going to lower my vibration and it just means that everything there like the energy of everything I'm touching is is going to be lowered as well so I think there's a couple as you said so correctly Claire there's a few different lenses to this Mm. and and I think there's probably 
and going back to Helen Jacobs' incredible work, this the idea of our four bodies, where we've got our physical body, emotional, mental, and spiritual bodies, and that each of those four bodies need TLC from day to day, and yeah. and different bodies are going to require different different uh, different weighting of priorities day to day as well. So I think it's a really really good question because I I do think we fling around the word energy quite mm. a bit, and mm. I think you're right to kind of take a step back and say, well, what does that actually mean? So well, I hope that answers your question. It does. It does. And I was just <laughs> contemplating, you know, if I look at my husband. He doesn't require as much energy management around the spiritual realm. Mm. He's probably one of the most naturally embodied people I've ever known. Mm. He needs a lot of mental input and mental exertion, especially being a masculine core being. He needs physical movement. And during COVID, when a lot of that reduced, it became really obvious, okay, managing your energy, you're tired and over it, and actually you need to physically move more. And then there's the emotional piece, you know, the, the management of his emotions within his life. Whereas if you, to factor myself in, I need a lot more spiritual boosting. Mm. And actually that's how I feel. I manage my energy more than anything else in addition to, you know, physical and mental and emotional. So it's really interesting that you've highlighted that. And mm. I'm looking at your book here where you talk about major energy boosts and minor energy boosts yes. versus major energy leaks and minor energy leaks and those comments you made about an argument with so-and-so or you know a bad night's sleep how these can all be energy leaks and things mm-hmm. that drain you and I'm curious how you okay so just saying hypothetically I've had a bad night's sleep and I wake up in the morning and I've had an argument with my husband all of this is very true and has happened on more than one occasion rather than spiraling into the low vibrational energy of that and letting that leak become a gaping hole that's completely draining us. How do you identify that and then work with it and bring yourself back into a a better vibrational state or better management of your energy? Yeah. Such a good question. I think for me in that, because I feel like there's, and and you know, from reading the book that I've got the the major energy boosts and the minor energy boosts, and I've got the major energy leaks and the minor energy leaks. So in the case of woke up in the morning, just not feeling a hundred percent. So last night I was just telling you, we moved our our son into our daughter's bedroom for the first time. So we had two kids sleeping in the same room and, and he was up during the night and I was like, rushing in because I didn't want him to disturb her <laughs> during the night. So yeah, you know, this morning, for example, some little things that I've done just to give myself a minor energy boost is I put on some makeup this morning, even though I'm not actually seeing anyone in person today. And uh, for one of my mentoring calls, so a lot of a lot of my work is is one-on-one mentees. And as part of my mentoring offer, I include an, an SOS session. So that's basically like the the, the 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 shit's hitting the fan in some way for one of my mentees and they just need me on the phone to, to work through it with them. So I had a, a, an SOS call put in this morning for 10. So instead of just sitting in, in my office doing that call, I got out and walked around our mm. area. So we're living in Balmain and Sydney. So we've got the beautiful bay beside us. So I, I went out and walked. Um, so just a couple of little energy shifts. I also made a really nice smoothie and I added in some frozen raspberries as an extra treat. So just, just little things like that mm. to almost like love on ourselves, you know, just those little things that make us feel nurtured. And I think it's something that you do so naturally and so effectively and so beautifully in your work, Claire, is that you really nurture the nurturers. And and I think that's the thing when I'm, when I'm at that low vibe point, it's like, okay, what's going to make me feel nurtured and cared for right now. And just before I called you and uh, that, that was making a really nice vanilla and raspberry smoothie. And that just 
tasted amazing and Anna felt in a really, really good place getting on the session to you. So it's just about nurturing ourselves and what are the things just in this moment that are going to make me feel good? And ideally that, because of course we could always reach for the, the croissant or the, and no, <laughs> no, I've no problem with croissants, but if I'm, if I'm reaching it for it from in an emotional state and, and I know that I'll eat it and feel probably worse afterwards, then it's probably not the best, the best thing for me. Whereas I know that the, the smoothie is a really nice one because it's going to give me sustained energy. It's going to taste delicious and I'm not going to feel potentially yuck after having it so it's it's just those little opportunities to love on ourselves and nurture ourselves I think particularly for women I think we need to be extra intentional about that yeah I was actually just going to say it sounds like that every decision that you make it's not just um oh what do I feel like oh I could have a croissant have a smoothie it's it's not it sounds to me like you don't let your mind just run rampant and take over that you're actually quite intentional I have had a bad night's sleep I have woken up and I feel like this what is going to boost me you're Mm. quite intentional with that and I I think that that sounds really simple and easy just to say that but actually in my work I see that that's something a lot of women struggle with that intentionality which then leads to you know a a disciplined action and then ongoing motivation because Mm. it's so easy just to let that initial feeling that comes up and says I'll go on have the whipped cream on your latte and Mm. eat the croissant even though you're going to crash after it whereas there's intentionality in your your response to yourself because you understand the knock-on effect of this is going to be tenfold for me Mm. I think that's pretty powerful yeah true I think yeah I think you're right and I think it's because I've probably gone the other way so many times Mm. that I've learned (laughs) I've learned the hard way and mm. and what I've realized, you know, for, for today, for example, with this session, I'm I'm the, today I'm having a podcast interview with you now. I've had a mentoring call already this morning, and I've got another me- podcast interview. I've got two mentoring calls, and I'm actually onboarding two two new team members today. So it's a, it's a really really big day. Yeah. So what I'm also conscious of is that I need energy in the tank to to make that happen. But also at four o'clock, our nanny goes home, and I'm on kid duty. Like it's and, and it's almost like you need a whole other tank then to to. To, to, to be, I need to have a whole other energy tank to be who I need to be for them later on today as well. So I think it's just being quite aware of the consequences that if I don't manage my energy, then chances are I'm going to be, and, and it's the kids essentially that miss out, you know, because I'm tired by the end of the day, I'm snappy and, yeah. you know, just impatient and, and just not as kind and loving as, as I could be <laughs> if I manage my own energy better. We all, he said that so nicely. We all know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, I had a, I know I had a moment last week. I haven't eaten this in a long time, but I took the kids out for sushi at sushi train and I don't normally eat that much sushi. It just doesn't, I don't know. I normally just get a miso soup when I'm with them and I sit and they devour a million plates. But today I I ate it with them and I paid for it because there's something in that sushi rice. I don't know. It's full of something that doesn't, my body doesn't like. And I entered the most incredible fog state. It was obvious it was palpable it was intense and I was in that state for a good three or four hours wow and it just my body just went no wait I there's too much going on here and I felt it in every way and I remember thinking it absolutely was not worth it it was not Mm. worth it eating any of that sushi because now everybody in my family is having to work around yes lifeless limp floppy mum over here who literally Mm. can't put a sentence together and then swings to anger and frustration because she's falling apart Mm. yeah yeah there's so many stakeholders isn't there there's so many that's right that's right so I want to move on to another question that I'm really excited to hear your perspective on and that is alignment over balance 
And I know that you always have such refreshing perspectives on these sort of things. Like I remember years ago when you used the word blend instead of juggle and you were talking (laughs) about babies and businesses and it was really refreshing because it's like, okay, I'm not juggling because that does sound really precarious and exhausting, exhausting and I don't know how to juggle. So yeah, tick. So when you talk about alignment over balance, what do you mean? Because everybody flies the flag of balance, don't they? Mm, I've got to balance everything all the time, which doesn't make sense, right? Mm, Yeah, so true. And I think think it was Emma Isaacs, the CEO of Business Chicks, who said years ago, like, but but she essentially said balance is just an illusion. And that it's it's exactly like my my problem, my issue with the juggle word is that none of us can actually juggle. So pretty much every day we're setting ourselves up for for those of us who are parent who are parents, we're we're setting ourselves up to do this juggle every day, which is in theory, it's it's impossible. So we're sending ourselves absolutely crazy trying to do something that's technically impossible every single day. So I think the same, I, I would apply the same to to balance this whole idea that one day in in the future, we'll be able to just balance everything completely seamlessly and it's just not going to be a drama and you're going to feel fully, fully fueled up for you within your relationship, within your family life, if you've got kids, uh, within your your friendship circle, within your career or business. You know, this is this idea that one day everything will just work. It'll, it'll just be balanced, it'll work. And and I think we're really doing ourselves a disservice as women because we're you know, we're we're trying to create an outcome that I I don't personally think is possible. We might have days here or there where everything just seems, you know, those days where you feel like, wow, I'm on top of everything. This feels amazing. No, the one every 20 days. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, they are genuinely few and far between because that's just life. There's some area of your life that's going to require more of you from, from day to day. And maybe there's an area that requires more of you, like your business, but you're having some your, your your child needs your child is unwell and then you've got to drop everything or your partner's got to drop everything and deal with the ill child so I much prefer to think about living my life in alignment rather than in trying to achieve that that sense of balance and what that means is that I have a, a rough idea and I'm talking about like for like the month the week ahead of, of wh- where the energy needs to go so for me, like January and February are are quite family focused. We're going to have a family holiday where Lexi's about to go to like full days at school. And, and yeah, so it's quite family focused for the next couple of months. But I know that in March I'm launching, I'm, I'm doing what, what will be the biggest launch of my, my business so far. And that's, it's all on. <laughs> I pretty much oh said my God, to my husband. I want to know what that is. I'm so excited for it. And, and it's, you know, and that's, I, I'm, I'm managing my launch really well hopefully this time where there's space created for it I've blocked Mm. out my calendar on either side so going into it there's time blocked off to get ready and then I'll be in launch phase and then afterwards I've allowed three days just to rest and just recharge because as you know Claire launching is very 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 full on and and I'm really going into this intending I'm not leaving anything on the field like I'm going to do the best launch I've ever done so March is going to be very business focused and I'm quite aware that my my alignment will need to be business focused and that our family will need to take a bit of a backseat for a few weeks and, mm. and it's just becoming okay with that and not saying, you know, in March, everything needs to be fully balanced. Like I'm quite prepared for the fact that I might do a few late nights. I'm going to be on Instagram live a lot more than I would normally be. And it's just about aligning myself with 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 that with that, if that makes sense and just totally taking does. the pressure off. And I think there's a lot of permission baked into that as well. I love that. And you just reminded me last year when I did a, a big launch for I Am The Remedy and I said to my husband at the end of it, wow, I was really like I was working every night. I wasn't 
working till midnight. I was, you know, closing my laptop at nine or nine thirty, or I was on a live a lot, just like you've described. I said that was like beautiful and fun, but it was actually quite intense. And I can see mm. that I can't do that all the time. And he said, Yeah, but you just dedicated only two weeks of your life mm. and you just brought in X amount of dollars through your business. Mm. You know, not that dollars is the only thing, but you know, my husband. But it's, it's a measurement tactic, isn't it? Yeah. Right. And I remember thinking, okay, yeah. So when you're able to plan, and I guess this comes down to energy management as well, and look ahead and understand where something is going to require more of you, that you can actually come into alignment around that. I think I'm understanding Mm. what you're saying and dedicate yourself in that space without having to place pressure on you to not drop all of the balls. And then actually, Mm. I am going to set this ball down for two weeks. You know, I didn't have a social life for two weeks. That was cool. It's all good. I am going to set that ball down and I am going to do this over here and I'm going to leave that and then I'm going to regroup here. And that's much more... um, it feels much more graceful than balance mm. because balance actually in your head seems really beautiful and easy, easeful, but actually it's you trying to hold all the plates up at once. 100%. It's, there's, so much, um, there's so much similarity between this and the juggle word, isn't there? Yes. And can I just also add to that, my dear, as well, is that with with the whole alignment piece as well, it's and, and you talked about you know, potentially letting some balls drop or some balls st- step back for a while. So when myself and my husband, Matt, we do this, every year or so like we map out okay who who does what in the house so his thing is laundry like he's on laundry and I'm on food like I plan the food I cook the food I logisticize the food like that's my thing and and I know that I'm just not going to be wanting to cook for example over those couple of weeks when I'm in like full launch launch zone towards mm-hmm. the end of, of March so then it's already thinking okay well then I'll organize dinner ladies I know you're yes. also a dinner ladies fan so I'll organize dinner ladies so it's just about when we give ourselves permission to be in alignment with what the biggest priority is it's not saying okay I also need to keep all these other balls going these, these plates spinning or, or, or balls in the air it's saying okay well let's be really going back to that word of intentional let's be really intentional about this and planning okay how can I support myself best because I know that the best the best thing for me to align for over this particular period of time is is my launch and we could apply that to any area and if someone's studying or if they're getting married or if they're about to launch their side hustle. I mean, you, you could pretty much apply that to anything. Yeah, yeah I, I could apply that to when we moved house. I remember yes, just for sure. surrendering my whole life for <clears throat> eight weeks mm. and it was just, there is no space, excuse me, <clears throat> there's no space any in any other area of my life for anything else other than Clearing, decluttering, packing, and repeat, and yes. being fully present with my children as they transition. And that was it. And it was really freeing, actually. Yes. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? Because you give yourself permission just to be in that and not to feel the pressure of all the things you, inverted commas, should be doing. Right. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm not taking them out on incredible excursions every day. Mm. And I haven't touched my business for two weeks. It, it's what alignment is for you, isn't it? I love that. Yeah. I think it's really yeah. important. I think it's really important to differentiate that and to actually invite people to just break down the balance BS. Mm, yeah. And can I just also, you know, I think your example of moving house is perfect because then what happens is you you move house, you're in your beautiful new space, it's all set up, and then you come back into your business fresh and, and excited to go and you know, get it, get involved again. And, and same, you know, with the kids, you're not taking them on amazing excursions because you're packing up in Sydney, but then once you're settled in your new area, there's a mm. whole world, literally a whole new world for them to explore. So I think there's, um, 
there's something to be said for prioritizing one area so that you can come back almost more refreshed to another area as well. Beyond that's that. a really good point. I love that. You know, I've just flicked through your book and landed on a page where you've mentioned um, the conversation that I had with my husband. Yes. <laughs> page 41, anybody who has the book, uh, where I've asked him what he's thinking because I don't, I don't know why he had to look on his face. And he looked at me and said, what do you mean? What am I thinking? And I said, right now, what are you thinking? And he said, nothing, which was so amazing to me because I think I had a minimum 18, 20, 19,000 topics yes, yes. in my head at that time. And I just had a giggle when I just landed on it because for me that really feeds into energy management and, of course, this conversation over alignment because that single-pointed focus, which doesn't come naturally to us women, mm. means that we can often end up really frazzled and discombobulated and all over the place because we are trying to balance out all of the things in our head whereas you know for example moving house inviting in that energy of nothing else is in my field and in my thought process except moving Mm. so it's not quite nothing but I'm literally distilling right down to just one thing for this period of time maybe not all periods of time but for this period of time so that I can manage my own energy because I know if I'm to stay in that space of multi-thought, multi-experience, my energy leaks are going to be amplified. Yes. Yep. So I really, I was having a giggle remembering that about Chris because he just does the one thing and he does it and he does it well and he finishes it from start to finish. And there's not much anxiety or stress around it because he's not telling himself the story that he needs to balance everything. Mm, Yep. And it's, it's a very masculine way of approaching things, isn't it? Well, yeah, and I think that that masculine way of approaching things actually provides us with the container so the energy yes. within the container can be alive and can move and can flow, which I know you speak a lot about in your book and in and obviously you held some workshops and you spoke about it a lot on retreat when I was there with mm. you about this feminine and masculine energy and how we need to learn to work with both of it and mm-hmm. play in those spaces so much more, which I, I think is uh, quite life-changing for most of us women when we come to this idea that we can invite the masculine in a really healthy way and then that gives more space for our feminine to to rise and to flow and to move, mm-hmm. I think is just so important, isn't it? Mm. Oh, 100%. And, and I, I do find it strange and I think you and I are, are – almost I like move in similar circles in terms of what we 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 onboard and we we assimilate mm. and we learn about but I do find it amazing how women are, I mean, how many women and men also are completely unaware of the whole idea of masculine versus feminine energy like it's 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 still it's not mainstream yet no. I think and and unfortunately particularly in the work world working world there's it's it's a very masculine way of of operating and women tend to feel that they need to almost like keep up with that 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 masculine energy in order to, to to get ahead and i also think that contributes towards the incredible levels of thyroid issues and autoimmune mm. disorders and just general burnout and stress and and on, on, on ease that i think quite a few women are carrying around day to day unfortunately which is the other reason that i really wanted to write this book to shed some light on that and and give women uh, some more tools and and some context as to why they might be feeling the way that they're feeling and that they're not on their own, I think is really important to remember as well. Yeah. And also I think that their natural way of wanting to do something might actually be the way that they should be doing something. Mm. I.e., If you feel like you're the kind of energy type who requires more rest than others, but then when you do work, 
Like I only have two full days of work, but I work like a machine. Yes, I can imagine. Five hours (laughs) of those two days and I'm so super focused and so planned and nothing pulls me off course. And then the rest of the week is in feminine flow. Yes, yeah. And that works for me right now. It didn't work for me years ago when I didn't have children. You know, I, I had to be in a much more... Um, conscious, deliberate, intentional space every single day with my work. Now it really works for me. So I think it's permission to how you want to do it is how you should be doing it right now. And yeah. that you you get to choose where you place that masculine energy, how you call that container in, and then remembering that your feminine energy requires limelight, requires space in your world as well, because she mm. repletes you. I can't remember where I read it or where I learned it. I've done so many courses in my life. Sometimes things just start to blend. But I remember learning that the feminine energy for a feminine core being is what repletes her. So when we as women who are feminine core beings and identify mostly with that space, when we are mostly in the masculine energy all day, that actually depletes and drains our energy. And that's why we need conscious and deliberate and intentional time in the feminine space, because otherwise we are completely drained. Mm -hmm. What brings us back to life is the feminine experience. So whether that's movement or flow or dance or breath or being in nature or playing, whatever it is. Whereas men, they don't get depleted in that way by being in that conscious space and their energy resets every 24 hours. So have you ever noticed how your husband can be completely exhausted, but come the morning, he's back on? Mm. Whereas if we as women day on day on day for a full 28 or 30 day cycle are in this masculine space, we are so depleted until we finish our moon cycle. And then there might be a repletion that happens there. Mm. Yeah, makes total sense. So I remember reading about that and thinking, okay, wow, this makes so so much sense. Therefore, I can't function every day only as a masculine core being because I'm not, and that doesn't work for my energy management. So I have to be intentional every day about, okay, bringing in some of this feminine vibration now. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember seeing that on your retreat when I was so blessed to be there in support of you and those beautiful women. (laughs) I remember seeing the shift that these women had as they dropped more and more into their feminine in this beautiful space on this land, as they moved their bodies and their breath, and they came into circle with you and came into workshops it was so magnificent to witness really that was nice. yeah still one of the highlights of my life honestly it was such a beautiful oh, experience love. it just seems like another world now doesn't it I mean it was only a year ago that we did that and yeah it just seems yeah love, love to do it again that would be magic it would be magic now I wonder when you think back to that time because we played off each other really beautifully in that yes. space which was just such a amazing exemplification of the masculine and the feminine coming into kind of this beautiful dance together. Mm. And I wonder when you look back on that, what do you feel that you came to understand in a much more deeper way about working with the mind and the body and our unique energy beings and how all of that came together? Does that make sense, that question? It does. It makes total sense. And so yeah, I think it's 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 such a wonderful question. And I think so I've done a lot of like goal setting workshops and talking about your purpose and your vision and your mission and, and all of the things. I've I've done it a lot over the, the last five years in this business and, and my previous one. And I remember when I was we, we had three nights at Enusa in the hinterlands there to to do that retreat. 
And I remember on the, I think it must have been the second morning, and we were planning on doing the, the goal setting, kind of the, the, the mission piece and the top line goal setting. Yes. And we planned to do that that morning and you and I had collaborated in the, in the, the weeks in the run up to the, the retreat and you had said, okay, well, I'd love to do a heart opening practice because you started with the womb, didn't That's you? Right. And yeah. then you did the heart and then did you do the crown chakra? What was next? The third eye. Yeah. So we the did third the eye. womb for power and the heart for passion and then the third eye for purpose. Yes. Yeah. Love. So we were talking about passion. So that was the second morning and you guided us through this beautiful, I mean, it's just an incredible yoga practice, breathwork practice. And we had breakfast and then we went to sit down to do our, our, our purpose piece, our, our, our workshop. And I was working with a similar to a similar worksheet to what I've worked with a number of groups within the past. And when I gave the group time, so I set it up and briefed them and, and they, they, they started the exercise and they just got it done, not necessarily even so quickly, but just so, so easily. Like there seemed to be such ease and such flow and such grace to the work that they, when they were mapping out these worksheets. And I just couldn't believe how quickly and easily it had come. And, and I do remember something you said in that practice that morning where you said that, uh, and I'm probably going to completely destroy this, but you said something like our, our dreams reside in our heart. So because you had guided us through such a beautiful heart opening practice, it just meant that they almost had like a hotline to their hearts. It's a really that terrible way of describing it, but no, that's no, what it felt so like. You know, it just, these ideas and the, their passions and vision just pop, it just fell out on, literally mm. onto the paper. And a lot of people in that room who had done quite a bit of like workshopping and retreats and doing, you know, inverted commas, the work on themselves a number of them commented on how easy that exercise had felt. And it was because you had primed them so incredibly well mm. that morning. And I mean, I, it's, it's obviously difficult to split test, but it'd be so interesting to, to do the work that you did and then, and to not do it with the group and see what the difference would be, because yeah. I, would, I would say it'd be completely transformational what you did versus mm. not having you there. That's such a beautiful memory to go back to. Isn't it? It was so lovely. Oh, and I just I just think it's just such a, like I wish everybody could see inside my head and my memory and, you know, standing on the sidelines mm. and, and witnessing that. And I think you came to the side and you were like, oh, my God, they've just like all landed on this so quickly. Yeah. And you were, yeah. you were almost giddy with it. You were so excited. Oh, it was incredible. And I think it's just such a beautiful example of when we work with our energetic selves but also our mind and our body and understanding that there's not one that's more important or more valuable than the other that when we work with this alignment from all parts of ourselves and we come into an understanding of the masculine and the feminine energies within that that's where the magic happens mm. and that sometimes you need to pull away from what you're doing and be in another energy space and then regroup and then you tap into something that you couldn't attune to before i think that's such a beautiful example of that yeah and when you're talking about stepping into you, it's your book could so easily on the outside, somebody could just think, okay, this is going to be just like a step-by-step of what I should mentally do, mm-hmm. but it's not. You've, you've highlighted for us how important that is, that holistic approach to mind, body, soul, spirit, to all of it, to coming mm-hmm. together and knowing that if you want to achieve your goals, if you want to make lasting changes, if you actually want transformation in your relationships or your family, that there is a whole being here that requires attention. Mm. And I think that that's a really, um, it's not a well-worn message enough yet because people still need to actually take that into their 
day-to-day experience, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And also we need to constantly, re- I mean, that's that's not a lesson that's finite where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I know how to do that. That's done. There's there's always another layer and another depth that you can go to as well. So, and it, and, and we can forget the lesson where we've got to, for me, I, I wrote the book, but I still need to relearn this this stuff over course, and over again. Yeah. So I think that's the thing as well. It's it's getting it out there to, to more people, but it's also for those of us who are aware of it, it's, it's, it's diving deeper mm-hmm. as well. Never feeling like we've just arrived and it's, it's done, so to speak. Right. We may as well just get our own coffin and just be done with it if we're yeah. <laughs> a rival place. True. I, just, I just think it's, um, yeah, spot on. We just, we do really have to keep, I mean, I have to regroup constantly. I even just wrote a little list for myself the other day because I was like, oh, something's feeling a little bit, uh, I'm not unhealthy, I'm not feeling unwell, but there's a, a dip in vitality and I'm curious about that. Okay, so when I tune in, what's there for me? It's not that because I'm doing that. It's not this. Okay, it's those those things and that thing and that thing over there. Okay, so some intentionality here, which leads me to my next question and possibly the last one here. Mm -hmm. That is motivation versus discipline because it's a really pivotal idea for me personally. People always talk about, I even had the conversation with my husband. He said, I'm not motivated to do that. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know if motivation is the first step. So can we unpack that a little bit? Because there is a big difference. And a lot of people don't really realize that until they're in it. In terms of the discipline versus motivation? Yeah, until they yeah. experience of, okay, motivation is not working for me and mm. I need something else here. Or um, how do I call in discipline? Yeah, such a good question. And So I think, I mean, you've articulated articulated so beautifully so I think we often and I was chatting to my publisher Fiona at Hachette Australia who's published they've published my four books and she was saying you know when she was reading the the initial manuscript she said I feel like motivation is almost external like we sit there and just hope that the motivation is going to come visit today for us to do our workout or start (laughs) the book or do it (laughs) get out of bed you know the the motivation piece and then she said I feel like discipline is actually intrinsic it's something within us that we can control and I think so many of us get caught up in I just don't feel motivated like one of the questions that I get asked most is you know how do I how do I get motivated from, from my community and I think we're we're almost barking up the wrong tree because if we're we're waiting for the motivation gods to shine on us, chances are we could be waiting a long time. Mm. So, and 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 what many of us do is we wait till we're feeling motivated to start. Whereas what we need to do is just focus on discipline, just just showing up essentially, just just showing up day to day and and getting whatever needs to be done done. And and I think for that we can fully control that. Like it's, it's, it's hard to almost control our own motivation levels. And I also don't think it's realistic to say, oh, I'm going to be fully motivated. And I've got a massive, got some massive goals for this year for 2022. And I just don't think it's realistic for me to show up every day and go, Hey, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to be really motivated every single day for 365 days of the year. Whereas what I can do is I can be disciplined and mm. I can exercise discipline in, in showing up for the different things that I want to do. So for example, if I've got a revenue target in my business, well, I, I can discipline myself to make the absolute most of any of the launches I'm doing this year. Like I can, I can discipline myself to be ready for them to, to keep showing up and, 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 and make it happen for myself. So I think it, it's, and, and I think one way that we can almost like a hack to being more disciplined is just to make tiny, tiny commitments initially, yeah. particularly if it's something around a health goal, like you want to lose a significant amount of weight or you want to be able to run three kilometers or whatever it is, I think it's really important to to, to, to make them as tiny as possible, to 
to to create the the positive feedback loop for yourself on on whatever that goal is. I've got a I just got a Garmin watch a few months ago and it just automatically set my daily step count to seven and a half thousand. And then it says once you've got a streak of seven and a half thousand, then the 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 watch almost naturally or well automatically increases my step target for the day. So it's just that it's it's doing whatever you feel you can do confidently. Mm. Yeah. Then building your feedback loop from there. I love that feedback loop. I, I have a really beautiful example of that. Last year when I was running, I am the remedy. One of my beautiful girls in the group asked me how I show up every day to my practice and to the devotional space that I was sharing through this journey. And I said to her, I set myself up. So the night before, I've laid my mat down, I've put my cushions down, and I've got my oil ready, and I literally make it easy for me to show up. Mm. It's right next to my bed, so I literally roll out of my bed and plonk down onto my cushions. Love. And the discipline for me is also a mental space. I don't allow my mind to come in with conversation. There's no, oh, do you feel like it? Could you stay in bed a little bit longer? What if you did this? I, I don't allow the conversation to happen. Yes, I've yeah. been doing this for years since I started yoga and I actually just commit to physically moving myself towards my mat. And this obviously applies to anything you're talking about. And then I sit down and I know all I need is five minutes and five minutes, something internally shifts. And then the motivation to keep going has arisen because I'm feeling, I'm feeling something that I want to feel that my mind doesn't recall in the moment when it's saying, Mm. "Mm, do you really want to do this? Could you sleep in? And then I've had an hour of practice and I walk out of my bedroom and I'm all, good morning, family. I love you so much. Yeah. Because the discipline was there. Yeah, that's exactly it. And then over time, and this is the thing, then the discipline, it comes full circle. The discipline becomes the motivation because yeah. over time you feel so good because you're exercising or you're meditating and, and you, you you get you get such a strong positive feedback loop that you don't want to go back to not doing it. Yes. And then just to throw a curveball here before we finish, and then you get to a place where something comes and impacts your motivation and discipline, something left field, like getting a new puppy, which stops you from being able to get up in the morning and do your practice. And then you have to enter a state of surrender and trusting that you will find yourself back at that place again Mm, one day. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Which is also a part of the, the mental piece. Beautiful Lorraine, my dear friend and incredible woman of the world. You are making so much change possible for us women and showing us the pathway that you have walked and demonstrating how we can do it in a way that just feels really aligned and ah, oh, as easeful as possible. So I'm so mm. grateful for you. I'm so grateful for all that you bring to us and into the world. And I'm so thankful that you took the time to have a chat and share with us your beautiful book and you. Thank, Thank you, you for so having much. me. Thank you so much. There she is, my magnificent friend, Claire Obeid, in an interview that featured on her show, Woman Awake. Please do go check out Claire's work. She is, as you've heard, an incredible woman. And I would love for you to to get to know her more and check out more episodes of her show as well. She has brilliant guests and covers really, really fascinating topics. I'll pop the links to her socials and her website in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for joining this week's episode and looking forward to bringing you next week's interview. Thank you for being part of this week's episode. It was remarkable to have you. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas, and suggestions for future topics for the podcast. So please get in touch on Instagram. My handle is at Lorraine Remarks. 
and through my website, lorrainemurphy.com.au. If you're enjoying what I'm putting out here, please do rate, review or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community. Or even better, do all three. Chat to you next week.